This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. This episode is brought to you by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis STEC 3100 Digital Autopilot provides increased safety, decreased pilot workload, and is approved for over 200 makes and models. To learn more about the STEC 3100, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. That's genesis-aerosystems.com. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, engine trouble above a solid overcast with known icing. That's not good. Find out what happens in Rough Passage by Jose G. Riera. On December 21, 2018, I started a flight to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to visit friends and family for the holidays. I'd been watching the weather, and I was concerned with icing in the clouds, as the ceiling at Fond du Lac County Airport in Wisconsin were forecast at about 2,000 feet. One hour prior to departure, I contacted flight service, and the briefer indicated that two turboprops descending in the area had reported light rime icing between 4,000 and 2,000 feet near Dubuque, Iowa. There were no specific reports for the tops or the bottoms, but they were forecast to be about 6,000 after leaving Fond du Lac and then VFR as I neared Kirkville, Iowa. After takeoff from Fond du Lac, I found that the ceiling was about 2,500 feet. I contacted Milwaukee Approach and asked for information on the tops as I did not want to be in the clouds for too long because of the possibility of icing. Milwaukee Approach indicated that the tops had been reported at 4,000 feet and it was clear on top. I requested my clearance, and I was cleared, as filed, and a climb to 8,000 feet. I set power and pitot heat and started a high-speed climb, but to our surprise, we picked up light rime ice on the windshield. After leveling off at 8,000 feet, I did my cruise checklist, turned on the autopilot, and was cleared direct Madison. My wife at this time had opened her book and started reading, as she usually does when we are comfortable in cruise. After passing Madison, I began to notice a little roughness in the engine. I thought it might be carburetor ice, so I turned the carb heat on for a moment and then back off. Then I started to play with the mixture, thinking perhaps I had the engine too lean. This did not help a great deal, and in the meantime, I was losing altitude as I was not paying attention. I reached for the throttle to add more power, and to my surprise, it would not go in any further. That's when Milwaukee Approach asked me if I had trouble, and if I needed any assistance. This, of course, put my wife into high alert. 
I advised Approach that we were having some issues with the power, and I was trying to troubleshoot, so the controller gave me a block altitude of 6,000 to 8,000 feet and asked me to contact Chicago Center. Soon after I changed frequency, the engine began to run rough. I turned carb heat full on, and this seemed to help, but when I turned it off, the engine just got worse, so I left it on. This was my first real emergency, above a cloud deck with no visible ground below me and a rough running engine. I declared an emergency and asked Chicago Center for the closest airport. I also turned off the autopilot to hand fly the airplane. Center said Dubuque was 25 miles in front and Madison about the same distance, so I advised them that I wanted to return to Madison. As soon as I began to turn, the engine became worse. I asked Center if there were other airports closer, as I did not believe I was going to be able to make Dubuque or Madison. The controller pointed out the airport of Mineral Point at my 9 o'clock and 10 miles. I immediately turned toward the airport and looked up the approach plate. The engine began to surge, and I realized that the propeller governor was acting up as it was trying to maintain 2200 RPM. I thought maybe we were losing oil as well. I lowered the RPM, and this seemed to help with the surging. Frankly, I was not paying attention to any of the engine instruments, as my attention was focused on trying to get us on the ground safely and through the overcast. I was able to maintain about 7,500 feet. The controller said something about descend and maintain 3,000, but I told the controller I was going to maintain my current altitude until I was over the airport. My main concern was being in the clouds for a long time and then having to deal with ice in addition to a rough running engine. When I pulled out the plates for the airport, the first one that popped up was the RNAV for runway 4, in direct line to where I was coming from. Since I have geo-referenced approach plates from ForeFlight, I was able to get situational awareness And when I was over the airport, I decided that since I had some power, that it would be best for me to fly into a straight line on the approach rather than spiral through the clouds. I turned in the opposite direction from the airport, following the approach path, and when I was somewhat close to the final approach fix, I turned back, got the airplane lined up, and told my wife that we were going to descend somewhat rapidly in order to minimize our time in the clouds. I advised Chicago Center that we were descending, and he asked me to change frequency, which I did. I reduced power and put the nose down to get about an 1,100 foot per minute descent. I believe it was about 2,000 when we broke out of the clouds completely, and the airport was right in front of us. I then realized that I was so focused on the approach through the clouds that I had completely forgotten about making any announcements on the frequency. We landed, and I let it roll close to the end. Then the nose wheel began to shimmy. This is the last thing I need. Pulling up the nose did not help, so I put more brakes on and more weight on the wheel. This stopped the shimmy, and I was able to turn at the end of the runway apron and taxi to the FBO building. After shutting down, we sat in the airplane for about 10 minutes, thanking God for taking us down safely. I called flight service and told them to call Chicago Center and tell them we were on the ground safely. 
After a total engine teardown, we discovered that a couple of hydraulic lifters were clogged with some kind of gunk. This prevented complete combustion in two of the cylinders and caused the misfiring. Lessons learned from this experience. Number one, fly the airplane. Number two, stay in the clear and as high as possible until you can make a landing. Number three, you are the pilot in command. The controller has no idea what is going on outside at your altitude. I thank the AOPA Air Safety Institute for putting out a lot of training material, which I review on a regular basis, and it is one of the factors that affected the successful outcome of this flight. Could I have done things better and different? Sure. However, when you're in the emergency and the adrenaline is pumping, you may not be able to think very clearly or have the time to do other things. So concentrate on flying the airplane. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out AOPA's mobile flight planning app, AOPA Go!, as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.